Broadcasting from the Shaw Star Market Studio, the exclusive home of Patriots Monday and Friday with Bill Belichick and Julian Adelman. Sports Radio 93.7 WEI-FM and HD1 Lawrence Boston. Radio.com Sports Station. Brought to you by Eagle Bank. Bradford Show. That's my open? That's what they used to call me, Swivel Hit Bradford. That's my open. I'm okay. waiting for you to so justify what? your stupid opinion. Bradford Show. That's delicious. Birthday boy, Rob Bradford, you want to give a number? Uh, 617-779-7937. No, I'd say 617-779-7937. I meant birthday number. Oh, birthday number. Yeah, birthday number. Six one seven 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 nine. Okay. Uh, but no, I don't, I'll. No, I'm forty five. Let's just go with that. That's what my daughter was telling everyone. Evidently, she's really? like, I've been telling everyone you're forty five. I'm like, thanks, thanks. Yeah, you can pass for forty five. Whatever. Absolutely. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, I am gonna. I think I'm gonna try to run the marathon again. Virtually or the real thing? I don't know. We'll, we'll cross that bridge <laughs> if we come to it. I, I said this yesterday. I do want to shout out to this this weekend and next weekend. Are all the people running the marathon virtually? Um, and it's a huge. I mean, it was. It, I can't imagine having to go through it where you're training for April, then boom. By the way, come back in September and do it virtually. But there's going to be what, a lot of people what out is there. It virtually? What explain that? Explain basically, it to you me. run 26 miles and anywhere, or do you run the course? No, no. I think people can run the course because they just. I just saw they just painted the. Um, they just repainted in Hopkinton. I just saw on the news, so I didn't know. Why they were doing that? So yeah. I, th- I thought they were trying I mean, to stop people from yeah, I think actually so, running the course. If, for me, if I was doing it, and maybe this is bad, but I would be like, I'm going out and running the course, right? And uh, I know that, for instance, the Boston Herald uh, beat writer for the Red Sox, Steve Hewitt, is running it, and he's running it next Sunday, and they're running around the river and some loop and um, with. So it, it's like I just want to give a shout out because I know like how I, <laughs> I mean. What a gut punch that must have been for those people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so anyway, I, I want to uh, – I've run it six times, six and a half. Didn't quite make it one time. I'm running it this year. I, I don't know if you know that. I'll, you can run it. Let's I, go. It, Let's it, do it. I'm, now I'm going to take 12 months to do it, but I'm going to run Doesn't 26 matter. miles said, Greg, in 12 months. Greg, I've so. said if, if if I can do it, anyone can do it. Okay. I mean, but, that is a but, lot. but again, I, it's, it's going to take me a little bit of time. Doesn't I, matter. I'm going to do it in segments. That's okay. So from so basically, I've got my pedometer from here in the studio to out in my car in the parking lot. Yeah. That's considered part of my marathon running. Good. It all counts. I, that's that's the way I'm looking at it. That's how I feel. <laughs> it's it's, it's, it's all I, good. I had something I wanted to ask you before. How we go old back I am? I am no. uh, 51. That I know. I know. Because you're going to turn 50 in January. I'm going to turn right? 50 the end of January. Yes. 51's a... No. Was 50... What was worse for you? Was it 30, 40, or 50? Oh, it's not even a question. Really? What? 50. Really? I mean, 50 is you have to really get your head around it. You know you're going to die soon, basically. Nah, oh, no, but no. here's, <laughs> I think, honestly, 50 is sort of like you You have all these different like ways to spin it. Like mm-hmm. People are tying themselves in the knot saying, 50 is a new 30, 30. and it's okay. <laughs> Bull crap. And, and then, then someone else said, well, Wilford Brimley was 50 when he was in Cocoon. <laughs> no. so, um, Remember we talked about yeah, it? Yeah. In, in The Natural, he was like 43. Yeah, yeah. So, How is that possible? So I look better than him. 
But I got to be, so like 50 was like, you're sort of celebrating. You're like, I'm going to be the youngest 50 year old ever. Right. And Paul Rudd's 50 and he looks fine. And Paul so, Rudd's 50? Oh yeah. He's the I same age that. as me. Yeah. Um, but 51, the more I thought about it, I didn't really think about it. The more I thought about it, I'm like, yeah, this is sort of depressing because now you're easing into your 50s. It's one mm. thing to be 50, right. but now you're easing now you're, into your 50s. Now you're moving towards 60. And the next thing you know, <laughs> like I, I just saw a commercial. Don't I for, tell me this. It was for some, like, for a vitamin or something. And it's like, I'm 53, but I feel great. Oh, I'm I've like, seen that one. Yeah, yes. like. Like, like, are you not supposed to feel great when you're 53? <laughs> like, like, it's like, are you supposed to be like, in a rocking chair? I, when I turned 30, I thought I completely shut myself off from everybody in the world. I thought, I thought it was the worst thing that could possibly happen. I kept playing. I, I kept playing a song. There's a song by um, The Cure. Yesterday, I got so old. I felt like I was going to die. Yeah, that's a it's a it's a yeah. cure song. I kept playing that over and over and over and over again because I thought thirty. Where were you at thirty? What in your life? Oh God, I was in a trash heap. Basically, I had no job. My career was floundering. My twenties were over. Well, you hadn't. I was living in a crappy were, you apartment. You weren't even in doing like the Walk and Dickerson show. I was doing the Walk. No, I was doing I was doing radio. But it wasn't going anywhere. I, like I was just, I was doing Wallach and Dickerson on Saturday mornings and occasional fill-ins, and but I really wasn't going anywhere. So I was kind of coming to the realization that, oh bleep, my dream of being successful in this business is gonna go down the toilet. And then all of a sudden, I got lucky and I was able to fall into a couple of things. So thirty was dreadful for me, dreadful because I thought my twenties was full of fun. Hey, it's such a good time in my 20s. I can't possibly have fun in my 30s. And in my 30s, oh, my God, and I love my 30s. My 30s were great. 30s, I think that the 30s are the best. 30s were awesome. The 30s, you know, and, you know, I had, well, I had my first child when I was 27, but the 30s, the 30s are the best. Because you have, because hopefully, not everybody, but hopefully you have a little disposable income. Yeah, when I was in my, I mean, I didn't have my first full time job till I was twenty nine. I didn't have my first full time job till I was thirty one. Yeah. So yeah, I know what you're talking about. And forty, I thought forty was going to be bad. I loved forty. Forty didn't bother me at 40 all. Forty wasn't bad. No, Did not at all. Now forty and forty isn't like, oh my goodness, I'm forty. I can't believe right. I'm forty. It's not. It's the new thirty. I guess. <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure. But uh, yeah. So but how do I approach fifty? Because I'm, I'm, no, if it's, I, I, it's don't, okay. I don't, I, yeah, I'm okay with it. I'm actually okay with it. I've come to grips with it. It's, it's fine. Like I said, it's like if I get there, honestly, I'm assuming I'm going to get uh, there. I, I, I have faith in you. Thank honestly, you. it's when you're 51 is like you're really? easy. You're that's, easing, that's you're, weird. You're easing into the 50s. So 51 I, is and, worse than 50. And I don't. You, you put it out out of mind, but still, you're easing into your 50s. And like, what? How am I easing into my 50s? How is this possible? I just ran a, a four four forty the other day. What's happening? <laughs> no, you did not run a four. Uh, as far no, as I, not, I feel, no, I feel like I did. <laughs> a four minute and forty second. Yeah, long. exactly. Okay. So, right. so anyway, um, back to the Celtics. It's yeah, back to the Celtics. Seven, seven, thank seven, you for nine. your birthday wishes. Uh, the Celtics did not give a birthday present. Actually, they did give a birthday present because they gave us plenty to talk about. Today. That's birthday present enough. Uh, let's grab Ralph, who's in Cranston. Hey, Ralphie boy, how you doing? Good, good morning, guys. Uh, hey, listen, good morning to you. Through your, 
as you go through your 50s, both of you, you're going to see how much less you want it exposed as you go through. That's what you're going to see. Oh, I don't, I don't, I don't want to expose. How much less you want to what? Exposed. Much less you want to people say, oh, it's your birthday. Hi, as you look at some minute. Now I'm 52. Then I'm 53. Then I'm 54. But you know something? It's hard for me to escape it in my family. I was born exactly the same day as Bill Belichick. And someone told me years ago, they said, look, stay in great shape. You're going to have your my 50th reunion. It was supposed to be this year. But, guys, I work out two hours a day. I look at some people I graduated high school with, and I shake my head. I <laughs> look at the shape of them. But I'll tell you what. Hey, AJ, hey, hey Ralph, when, when I was like 32, or 33, whenever it was, I went to my 15th high school reunion. I haven't been back since. I was feeling pretty good about myself at 33. Since then, I'm like, no, not going. <laughs> the prettiest girls in high school, the prettiest girls in high school now will do worse. But anyway, Celtics. Um, you know, I think they miss Haywood a lot the last two games, especially yesterday. You know, to me, he's probably their smartest passer. You know, Tatum and, and Brown, they're, they're, they're coming on strong. They have great talents. Their weakness in their game, both of them, is what to do offensively when they don't have the ball. That's how it looks to me, especially Tatum. And I think they miss Haywood. I think, you know, he's a little older. They miss a little bit of leadership, but he passes the ball. That's a good he point. And, well, no, I think a leadership with Kemba. I, I, I think they miss. I think they miss Tatum. Uh, I think they miss Haywood more as a guy who can not be Robert Williams, Grant Williams, Brad Wanamaker. Semi old Jalay. I'm talking about a guy who you can count on who can create his yeah. own offense and give you a little something while your big guys are resting Re- on the bench. Well, while they're resting and also why they're sucking. But also, it, but Ralph, I agree with you because look at the, down the stretch yesterday. There were some ter- horrific passes. Like they were trying to pass through that zone and they couldn't do it. And that's one thing that I think Hayward really brings to the table. He is w- one of the best, if not the best, passer on that team. Yeah. Now, Stevens, guys, his weakness always was the changing of momentum. We'd see sometimes where we're screaming, call a timeout. He waits till the team goes on runs. He does not. He sits there. His basic personality is very kind of, well, you know, my life is great. You know, he's not. I liked I go back to, to Heinzel when he's screaming at the refs and intimidating them. And Jock was pretty good, too, at getting what he wanted. But that's his weakness. It's not, mm-hmm. you, know, you don't coach this, this the NBA as much as you do organize them and change momentum. That's really the best coaches. They get the most out of them. Well, like, well, you know what a lot of coaches have to do in the NBA, Ralph? You've got to be a psychiatrist, a psychologist, and a babysitter. This is what you got to do with a lot of these guys. 30 to 50 million a year. How do you tell a guy making 30, 40 million dollars a year what to do? I mean, he's going to look at you and say, buddy, don't you wish you were making money? This is what's happening. Look, I don't watch much of the NBA. I, I follow it, basically. Uh, I, I see replays, and I see this, and I, I see that. But you know what? Money has changed the game, and, and it's hard to coach. It's much harder, I'm sure. The old coaches will, will see it, too. It's much harder to coach well, these it, guys. I, it, it depends. And thanks for the call, Ralph. It, it depends on whether you've got some cachet or not. I think there are uh, plenty of coaches out there, even if players are making $25, 30000000 million, who have the cachet they can get through to the superstar. I think a Nick Nurse can. I, I, I've, I've thought that a Budenholzer can. I think that a Spolstra can. Popovich, Doc. I, I think there are a number of coaches that can. Um, so I, I, I'm just not, I'm not sold on whether Brad Stevens can be a coach of superstar players. It's, it, everybody thinks just collect a bunch of talent and play and go win and it's easy. doesn't work that way. 
It does not work that way necessarily in the NBA. Yeah, I, I, you need I, the right I, kind of coach to coach those guys. I reserve judgment, but the judgment's going to be had after this series. Yeah. It just is. And um, I do want to talk about, after the break, I do want to talk about that Steve Nash. Thing. Okay. And uh, also, we have confirmation that we have a very special guest. We do. Okay, what, what time? 11 o'clock. 11 o'clock. Okay. Uh, that, that very special guest... He tweeted me something. He made you a lot of money yesterday? No, he didn't make me any money. It was all me. Okay. I tweeted him and asked him a question, okay, without without saying who the special guest is. I tweeted him on Friday, and I said, is this a good choice? Yes, no, maybe. And I'd already made the choice. And his response was something to the effect of really fast starter or Sets the pace fast. I'm like, what the F does that mean? I don't know what that means. Talk, talk to me like I'm a two-year-old, please. I, I'm not, and I'm not saying that. I'm not saying don't talk to me like a two-year-old. No, talk to me like I'm a two-year-old. I don't understand what that's you mean. weird. That Gyro Munez would text you. <laughs> We're very close. Now. Okay. Very, very close. We've zoomed a lot together, Rob. <laughs> Take a break. We'll do a trending now. We'll come back. Uh, we'll talk about what Stephen A. Smith had to say in the white privilege of the higher. Of one Steve Nash, at least that's what Stephen A. Smith thinks. We'll get your phone calls on that and other stuff as well at 617-779-7937. The Greg Hill Show, morning 6 to 10. Now here's what's trending on WEEI. Every Wednesday at 2.30, Red Sox manager Ron Radicke joins OMF. From the Ford Clubhouse Studios and the Red Sox, they were walk-off winners last night against the Blue Jays. That means your Boston Red Sox have won two in a row. They look to make it three in a row against a good Blue Jays team. A couple of guys by the name of Castiglione and Fleming will have the call. The pregame's got a guy by the name of Bradfoe mm. at 12.30. First pitches at 1.30. And as I mentioned, you can catch it right here. On the Shaw Star Market, WEI Red Sox Radio Network. And good news, Red Sox fans! Exclamation point, it says in the copy. <laughs> Boston can now stream Red Sox games on WEEI.com and on the Radio.com app to download. Text APP. That would be APP <laughs> to 37937. Standard message and data rates apply. That's app to 37937. Top of the muffin to you. <laughs> Top of the muffin to you. <laughs> it sounds like Top of the Muffin to you. If you're not a Seinfeld fan, go screw. You don't understand what we're talking about. Uh, the Celtics have now. <laughs> I'm now thinking of that. And I'm just laughing. Sorry. Uh, the Celtics have now lost back-to-back games in no bagel, 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 no bagel. Was that that same? Was that the same? No, that was a different episode. Now you're now you're branching off. I'm crossing my breakfast. It was clearly the exclamation point reference. Yes, but I'm 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 crossing my 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 breakfast food Seinfeld episodes together. Yeah, I apologize. You're going to do the line from the Breakfast Club. This isn't. No, I'm sticking with Seinfeld. I was just sticking with Seinfeld. The Celtics have now lost back-to-back games in the Orlando bubble. Uh, they lost game four last night to the Raptors, 193. Jason Tatum 
despite the fact that he didn't play that hard, according to him, uh, led all scores with 24 points. Celtics uh, and the Raptors will play game five tomorrow uh, at 6.30. One team will take a 3-2 series lead. Who will that be? Uh, Patriots finalize their 53-man roster. Uh, both kickers have been <clears throat> kicked off the team. Nick Folk and fifth-round draft pick Justin Rohrwasser released by the team. What will the Patriots do? We will discuss that at some point in time this morning as well. That, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, fans of all ages, is what's trending now on Sports Radio, WEEI, and the all-brand spanking new WEEI.com. Now, WEEI.com mastermind Rob Bradford, Sports Radio, WEEI. Want to scream to the high heavens, how the hell does this always happen for somebody else other than us? Why is it that we have to be twice as good to get half as much? Why is it that no matter what we do and how hard we work and how we go through the process and the terrain of everything, somehow, some way, there's another excuse to ignore that criteria, to ignore those credentials, and instead bypass it and make an exception to the rule for someone other than us. So I'm depressed right now because I have to oh. bring that... I'll give you some of my medicine, Stephen, okay? I got I got these pills. They'll make you feel better, okay? They'll, I, they'll take I that never watched away. that show. I, I mean, when I say never, I never did, but I happened to be watching that live. Did you, did you the first one or when he followed up and moved the goalposts? Because he moved the goalposts after the fact. I mean, listen, is there such a thing as white privilege? Yes. Is there racism? Yes. Are there... Black coaches, minority coaches who have been held back or who have deserved jobs, yes, absolutely. But when you're Stephen A. Smith and you get on your soapbox and you use this and this particular hiring in this particular situation and you use that particular argument, it hurts the real argument. It hurts the real problem that is out there. Doc Rivers, black, no coaching experience. Jason Kidd, black, no coaching experience. Derek Fisher, black, no coaching experience. We're not talking about something. Mark Jackson. Mark Jackson, black, no coaching experience. It has happened time and time again. And time again. I have a bigger problem, Rob. I don't care if you're white, black, purple, green, or plaid. I have more of a problem with guys being hired as first-time coaches without any sort of bench or any sort of experience at all. I don't care who you are. I think you need at least a year on the bench or a year as special assistant or something before you jump in and become a head coach. This wasn't the this wasn't the league to do this. This wasn't the example that Stephen A. Smith should have done it with. If you want to do it with the NFL, fine. Yep. If you want to do it with the MLB, fine. But this was not the example to do it with. And the unfortunate thing, I think you hit the nail on the head, was this hurt more than it helped. Because when he does this, it's like, okay, enough. 
You're tr- you're trying to put square peg in round hole. You're trying to take advantage of the situation to surface this conversation again. And we're all for surfacing the conversation, yep. and we're all for having the conversation. But when you do this, and when you if you watch him, and you know he finishes his rant, and then he's just shaking his head, and he's obviously like very emotional. It seems very emotional about it. And I can't tell him how to feel. Like we've, how many times have we said that? I can't tell you how to feel, but I can say this isn't the right argument to pick. This isn't the fight to pick here, um, and it's it's a discredit to picking coaches. It just is. Like you're gonna coach. Like I can tell you. Like okay, he wants what Jason Kidd to get a job, even after he's coached. He's a crap coach. Well, I mean, I know people who have. How do I say this? I know people who have uh, experienced Jason Kidd's coaching. Mm-hmm. It was a disaster, a disaster. Oh, you don't have to. You don't have to experience it, Rob. No, all you got to do is no, watch. I mean, he was a horrible but, coach, but horrible. Be, behind the scenes, like behind yeah. the scenes of like it was a disaster. I'm not saying that it was because he was whatever color he is, whatever race he is. It has nothing to do with it. it has nothing to do with it. But when you say, well, you know, Jason Kidd. Deserves a a chance over, let's say, a Steve Matt Nash. Tell me why. Tell me why. Mm-hmm. Give me the list of guys you you think deserve to get a chance. If you want to go to the NFL, he and- used Jacques Vaughn. He used Jacques Vaughn, who, by the way, and I forget how long he was a head coach for. Wasn't he a head coach in Orlando? I know Jacques Vaughn's got okay. Jacques Vaughn has got credentials as a player, as an assistant. He was an assistant under. Uh, Popovich, and I, I got to look it up. I want to say he was a head coach at least for a little while. So the the hire came from a guy that Steve Nash was very familiar with. Sean Marks. Sean Marks, who played with him. And I can tell you, as people who have hired people before, if you know someone's good and you have a confidence level and the things that are important, you hire that person. Can I, can I tell you who really hired Steve Nash? You want to know who really hired Steve Nash? Who? Two players. Oh, sure. Who both happen to be black. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. And Kevin Durant has experience with Steve Nash because Steve Nash was a special assistant, I think, to the general manager or he was he had some sort of title with Golden State while Kevin Durant was there. Does do Stephen A. Smith in his pea brain, and he's got a pea brain in this instance, and I normally like Stephen A. Smith, but in this instance, his pea brain – does he think that Steve Nash is getting that job without the blessing of Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving? God, no. No. And like I said, he's picking the wrong league. He's picking the wrong example. If you wanted to do Eric Bieniemy with the NFL, yep. much better case. Much better case. A guy who's coming off a world title, an integral part of that coaching staff, and you, you, you don't get a chance. You don't get a sniff. Fine. If you want to go down that road, absolutely fine. But even in that case, when you're hiring, when you're in the process of hiring, and whether or not the players make the hire, still the GM has to ultimately right. make the hire. It's your job, right? Your job is at stake. You need the guy to win. And what you're going to do is you're not going to prioritize race most of the times. You're going to prioritize the guys that because of whatever relationship you have and experience that you have, feeling that you have, that they are going to win and make you look good. I always tell one of my, my go-to thing, and listen up, Josh, because here's another fatherly advice for you. I always tell interns or whoever, make when you apply for a job, 
you should prioritize making the person who hire you look good. Tell them, this is why I'm going to make you look good. And that's what's going on here. Sean Marks is like he wants to look good by winning a championship with the Nets. That's the fact. And that's what they're prioritizing. And in this league, a lot of the times, like much like when Doc Rivers was hired by the Celtics, when Greg Dickerson was at the front of that press conference, yay, Doc, Doc, yay. Doc, Doc, why are you so great? Why will you be a great by, coach? By the way, by the way, I did like I did write a column. I remember where was I? I was at the Lowell Sun. I, I wrote a column saying how distasteful it was that the ownership group, uh, when the Doc Rivers was hired, mm. like sat in the front row and basically gave him a standing ovation for that press conference. <laughs> Which, by the way, just sit in the back and give the standing ovation. By the way, um, Jacques Vaughn, huge coaching tree, as I said. He, he, he uh, played for a bunch of years. He, uh, I believe he won a title with San Antonio as a player. I believe he won one as a coach. He was in San Antonio for three years as an assistant coach. He did. I, I thought he was a coach somewhere, a head coach. He coached Orlando mm-hmm. for three years. He was an assistant with the Brooklyn Nets and then took over as their lead assistant for four years. Now, let me ask you this, Rob. Here's this guy. I got Jacques Vaughn, okay? I'm Sean Marks. I've been around him for a couple of years now. Don't you think I have a fairly good feel on whether this is the right guy or not. This is not like, oh, yeah, Jacques Vaughn, he coached in Orlando. He's been coaching in Portland for the last couple of years. I don't really know him. I kind of know him. But let me let me interview him and kind of get the – you don't think that Sean Marks doesn't know Jacques Vaughn really well? So if Stephen A. Smith wants to put his cards and put his eggs in the Jacques Vaughn basket, I will tell you I'll take Sean Marks over Stephen A. Smith. Sean Marks is saying, I don't give two craps whether he's black or white. I don't think he's ready, or I don't think he's the guy. Yeah, right. Does that make sense? Sure. It, it's this, he's got intimate knowledge of right. Jacques Vaughn. And do you think you think Jacques Vaughn, like at the end of the day, like he would say when when they say, Well, you know what, it was between you and Steve Nash, and you know what put you over the top? You were an African American. You think that that makes him feel good? No. No, of course it doesn't. It's just like when you have these you know, the Rooney rule or the MLB regulations. Like, oh, well, we got to hire, we got to interview a minority candidate. How do you think those guys felt? I mean, remember Willie Randolph? Willie Randolph was the guy who, like, they kept running out there mm. as, as, oh, well, we got to interview a minority right. guy. Here you go. Like, it's a terrible feeling. Like, knowing that, you know, either you got the job or you got the interview because of it. And I think that in the NBA, there are a ton of really, really good. African-American coaches, by the way, your guy being at the top of the list. Damn right. Right? Damn right. You got that right. Rightest thing you said all along. And, and but I shouldn't even have to say that. They're just our – They're coaches. They're, I mean, they're, they're coaches. a lot of they're really, coaches. really good coaches. coaches. It's, it's, it's just, you know, I, when I and, was but then watching he, – Then he changed the goalposts, Rob, the very next day, or he moved the goalposts. Um, what did he – I think that's when he brought up Jacques Vaughn but he he, he kind of moved the goalposts from, oh, well, they should have hired a black coach instead of a white coach. This is white privilege. No. Oh, no, that's what it was. That's what it was. He moved the goalposts the very next day and doubled down on what he said by saying, oh, well, okay, yeah, there have been other black coaches with no experience who have been hired, but look who's hired them. 
the Orlando Magic, crappy teams. How many times has a black coach stepped into a ready-made position? Well, it wasn't a ready-made position, but when the New York Knicks went and hired um, went and hired Derek Fisher, the, yeah, they they had money to spend. They had some. They they weren't. They you know weren't. It, they weren't in the same position as the as the as the Brooklyn Nets. But the New York Knicks. That's a pretty plum job. You know that wasn't a garbage job. You know what's stupid? You know, he was stupid. And I heard, like, during that initial conversation when he was talking with Max Kellerman about it, is that, you know, they're, like, bringing up Mark Jackson and trying to sift through the examples. The fact that we have a scoreboard for this, the fact that we're keeping a scorecard for this, mm-hmm. it, like, that's what's distasteful about it. It just is. Unless it's... Unless it's like I said, a league like the NFL or MLB, where it's hard to ignore. There, there hasn't been enough minorities hired. There hasn't been. But the NBA, like, why can't we just appreciate like good coaches and good players? Why can't we do that? I don't even know what a good coach is anymore. To be honest with you, in the NBA, is Mike Budenholzer? Co- is Mike Budenholzer not- all of a sudden a bad coach because he's down three love? Here's a good. Well, no. <laughs> okay. Here's a here's a good coach. The guy, probably Steve Nash next year when he has Kevin Kevin Durant right. and Kyrie Irving. Right. Um, and if you know, I, I have no idea whether he's going to be a great coach, good coach, or an awful coach. I, no clue. I understand. I don't like the hiring necessarily, but I but I say that fully admitting that I have no idea whether he's going to be good, bad, or or indifferent. I kind of like my coaches, white or black. I'd like them to have some bench experience. Well, you know what I think that I certainly, you know, if you were to talk like MLB, the baseball, um, and I think it's a certain way in basketball as well, they're prioritizing more than the X's and the O's and what are you going to do at the end of a game than actually managing a locker room. Well, no, and that's what house. I said. In the NBA, Rob, having, having lived it close up, you, to be a great head coach, you can't just be an X's and O's guy. Oh, you have well, to be a psychologist. Look at, and a look at last year for Brad Stevens. Look at how he had to have failed to, it. Last, he failed last right, year. Well, that, but that was that was the ultimate test, and that wasn't wouldn't been easy for anybody. Right. But you know his thing about going back to he doesn't name captains. The last captain he named was Ron, was John Rondo. It's explained why he doesn't name captains because he wants everyone to have a voice. But in that situation, you needed someone to have a voice, and because you weren't saying identifying that one guy, saying that's our guy. Everyone's like, oh, I guess Kyrie's the best player. I guess he has to have the voice, and it turns out he was a lunatic. Right. So, uh, so like, he fails it. To go to baseball, it's the same thing. Like, does anyone think that a baseball manager, his primary job and role is to be, like, knowing when to, like, bunt in the sixth inning? No. It is to manage a clubhouse. This is when you went from... Alex, from John Farrell to Alex Cora is because Alex Cora represented what they were perceived as the way that baseball is right now. A guy who can walk out into the clubhouse from the manager's office and relate to the players and a manage, little bit better. Pe- manage, manage be people. a manager of people, not well, just players. Right, and relate a little bit better. And, and thereby getting the most out of those players right. on the field. And that's what you have to prioritize now, and that's the difference. I, I just thought, as, as I said and as you said, it hurts the quote unquote cause. If you're trying to bring attention, if you're trying to improve the hiring of minorities, this is not this is not the uh, mountain to climb on. This hurts it because I think most people 
like you, like me, look at Stephen A. Smith, and we laugh at this and we say, come on, really? You're, you're, you're going to go down this road? This is the battle that you're going to fight? This particular battle is going to help the cause? How? You know, in, in, in that show, that type of show, normally, like, we understand how this works, right? Yes. You take a little bit and you make it into a big deal. And you yell and scream, and, and hopefully the other guy yells and screams about something else. As I, as I tweeted it to Stephen A. Smith, just yell more and okay. scream more, but, and, so, uh, get, and that'll get so you that's across. Why, maybe you'll be and right. And that's why Stephen A. Smith has a mansion right, right, right now, yep. because he's very good at it. The problem is is that when we're talking about this stuff, don't don't go down that road. Don't do that for the show. Don't do what you normally take a breath. Do what you do when you tweet, which is like, you know, think four times before you hit send, <laughs> right? And so and that's what he should have done here. Instead of like, this is this is an obvious low-hanging fruit. Right. But in this case, you got to be a lot more careful. Yeah, but, but if you're Stephen A. Smith, you can go down this road and you can say, you can say what you just said, Rob. You can say, hey, listen, uh, it's obvious. If I'm Stephen A. Smith, I'd do a combination of what you and I just said, but I'm not trying to get ratings and get a mansion and everything, and obviously he is, and I don't even know if he believes what he says. I have no idea. I do he, believe what he says. I be, I believe, you believe he believes what he says? No, but I, I don't know if he does half the time because I don't know if half these no, guys but, do. But, but you know how it is, Greg. I mean, you've seen it before where you take what you know, what you, you take the thought, and yeah. obviously this means a lot to him. The, the, the issue means a lot to him. Sure. But then you basically like funnel everything out, all this other conversation out, and this is what I'm digging in on. And this is this is you are very narrowly focused on this is my argument. But if you're Stephen A. Smith, to me, you go down the road you went. I would like I'm speaking as Stephen A. Smith. I would have liked a black head coach for the Brooklyn for the Brooklyn Nets. Apparently, Sean Marks doesn't like Jacques Vaughn. He knows more about Jacques Vaughn than I do. But you know what? It's not the NBA that's the problem. The bigger problem is in the National Football League, where we need to focus on minority hirings. Is in the National Football. Which, by the that, way, that because that's the truth. That well, that, if you're Stephen Smith, that's where you're going. They were going to award draft picks for people who to hide. That's that's, that's how big. That's it, but that, but that's, that's how, that shows you what a big problem it is. Six one seven 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 nine. Special guest coming up. Six one seven. Seven seven nine seven ninety three seven. We have a very special guest, and this very special guest um, has to do with an enormous event that occurred this weekend. There's a lot of stuff that went on this weekend. Again, you've got. Thank you, Jairo Munoz, for calling in. <laughs> we'll take a break. We'll come back. Hour three of the Bradford Show with Greg Dickerson, Sports Radio WEEI. Now, WEEI.com mastermind Rob Bradford, Sports Radio WEEI. Well, wait a minute. No, you can turn my mic on. Don't worry about it, Josh. I'll just, I'll just mutter and putter and, you know, just blah, 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 blah. Just very, very high-level conversation. It was about media very, stars. Uh, are you okay with my one choice? Yeah, I, I think I got another one. Yeah. So we're down. Uh, we, we need to <laughs> fill in one, one more. Now, is yours – Is your my choice is going to be number three. What, the, the person you've thought of, are they number I, one I think it would be two? number two. We still need a number one, I think. Okay. All right. T- well, why don't we'll, people text in uh, – what's the text line? 
I don't know. I nine don't seven. Know. What is Something. it? Three, three seven ninety three seven. Three seven three seven. 937. Okay, so you look at the text uh, line. 37937 to nominate. Do you have the text media line? Stars. Oh. Yeah, I got it right here. You got it right there. Okay. 37937 to nominate Media Stars for the week. And, and by the or, way. Or, or what's the fax number? What, what do we have? <laughs> I don't even know what a fax is. Uh, do you know what a fax You don't know what a fax no, is? No, I'm messing with you. I do uh, know what it is. I didn't know, know they had numbers, though. That's that's real. Wait, how do you think things get faxed? I don't know. I'm 22. Do you, Have you ever heard of the line. Learn how to fax from the mailroom, honey. Again, I'm 22. I know, but you've never heard learn how to fax from the mailroom, honey. And yeah. yeah. How does it go, Rob? What's the rest of the line of the know. song? Do you know the song? Yeah. To love in an elevator. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Show you how to fax in the mailroom, honey, and have your home by five. <laughs> Loving an elevator. That's our, he's, he's a kid. He's Three, now. seven, do you remember? Seven. Do you remember the old or page, days? Page me. Do you remember the <laughs> text page me? Do you remember the old days of fax machines before yes. you could actually get like a real piece of paper? You'd get that like really flimsy rolled up oh, yeah. piece of paper. When, when, when it was when it's when it's out, then you had had the red line on it. Yes. When it, when yes, it's running it out. Red lines. Yeah. And what movie, what great, great 80s movie, a 90s movie, excuse me. What great 90s movie starred a fax machine? Had a fax machine as a as a oh, as a key component. Office Space. Incorrect. Blood. Oh, that is correct, but that's not Thank the movie you. I was saying. Okay, what? The Firm. Oh, okay. Remember how the fax fell behind the thing there? There was a, I think it was in 2004, 2005, maybe 2005. There we got was, a fax. No, there was oh. a Red Sox. <laughs> there was a Red Sox uh, trade. It involved Jay Gibbons, and there was a problem with the fax. It oh, had of course. It had something to do with like the fax didn't come in on time, ah. or I don't know. They and, had the red lines on the sides, so you couldn't way, read the type. For the, those people who were texting in Stephen A. Smith, he's not going to win a meeting. Not star. winning a meeting. No, star, so no. and I'm willing to give up if if the if the text uh, the text folks can come up with a better media star. Than what I have, I, I'm willing to give up my media star. Lucy Burge got a got a nomination here. Lucy, yeah. What has Lucy been doing? Uh, what, what does she do to deserve a media star besides being I don't Lucy? Know, just being excellent, having the the their wildly popular furloughed friends Twitter video every night with Nick Fryer. Yes, I've never seen that. Oh, is it well, good? It, uh, it's on Twitter. Excellent. Okay. Uh, someone says no way out. So is there a fax scene scene involving a fax and no, no way, way out? out? Oh yes, there is. I don't know the movie. When there, that's not a fax though. That's a printer because when No Way Out with Kevin Costner and they're they're printing up the gifts that were given. Yes. No, I don't know the movie. You don't know the movie. I don't know that. movie. Oh my goodness! Big yeah. Kevin Costner fan, but I don't know the movie. Yeah, yeah. No Way Out. Where's our guest, by the way? You know, is our guest hooked up? What's going on? Is texting? What's happening? Does he want to be on the show or not? He, well, he, well he, he committed to being on the show at 11 o'clock. It is now almost 11.08. Yeah, I'm texting, let's go, top of the muffin to you, top of the muffin <laughs> to you, top of the muffin. Top of the muffin to you! I just found out, by the way. What? Here's, here's a little hint for our guest. <laughs> I just found out that he is also going to be at the Red Sox pregame show. Why? I... I don't know why. Because he's sitting is he like around, some sort of Red Sox he, expert. He's, sit, him? He, he, he's sitting around. He literally like 
reached out to Ben Charleston, uh-huh. the executive producer of the Red Sox pregame broadcast, and said, hey, I'm not doing anything. Can I be on the pregame show? So you can do that. I guess. Can I do that? Yes. Ben Charleston, you, where are you? Ben, are you listening to me from like three studios away? I would like to be on the red. Why am I yelling? I don't know why. I'm on the radio. I have a microphone. I shouldn't be yelling. So, Ben, I'd like to be on the Red Sox so pregame people, show here's some other nominations. Okay. Skip Bayless. What no. did he do? I not Nothing that I can think. Oh, Skip Bayless has just been writing in all caps how Giannis sucks, which I want to ask you a question about. But w- finish that, and then I'll ask about Giannis. Wiggy, which normally I would be all for, four. but what did he do? I, what did he do? Josh, what do you got for me? You got anything? You got any media star nominations? No. Oh, yeah, I know you're only 22. We didn't the two, have media stars when two, I was growing the up. The two things I know about you, that you're 22 and you have a journalism degree from URI. That's all you need to know about. Both of which are worthless in life, okay? Being 22 is worthless and a journalism degree from URI. <laughs> both worthless. See, so you're going places, John, okay? You're going far. Make uh, me feel great about this life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Josh, the best advice I can give you, just enjoy life because you never know. I'll try. No, don't try. Do it. Enjoy life. What, you, you know the best piece of advice Doc Rivers ever gave to me? <laughs> it always goes back to Doc. Why you, does you it always go back to Doc with me? What is it? He said, Greg, life was meant to be enjoyed. Great piece of, great line. Great, great line. And he's right. I don't always enjoy life. I don't always take it to heart, but it, it's, weird. it's a great line. Because life if- was meant it, is, it isn't always enjoyable, but it was meant to be enjoyed. So if you can enjoy it, enjoy it. It's weird because if Doc Rivers said to you, Greg, life is not meant to be enjoyed, you would be like, great line, Greg, great line. Stop <laughs> taking your medications and go walk in front of a bus. <laughs> oh, good idea, Doc. <laughs> Thank I like you, it. Doc. Good idea. Thank I'll do you, it. Doc. Okay, yes. Uh, I want to ask you about Giannis. We had this, I had this discussion a little bit with some callers and with Andy Hart yesterday and this kind of plays off one of the textures mentioning skip bayless talking about how overrated Giannis is Giannis and tentacupo is anything but overrated Giannis and tentacupo is one of the three best players in the league and maybe out of all the top superstars in the league might have the worst supporting cast of any superstar it sure seems that way they said you know, what if someone brought this up about the big mistake that they made with that team is letting Brogdon go. Right. They didn't want to pay Bledsoe. the luxury tax. Yeah, well, holding on to Bledsoe. Bledsoe sucks. Yeah, well, he there you go. Stinks. That, that's the problem. He stinks. Yeah. I mean, well, he doesn't. Well, I, I, I shouldn't. I shouldn't Stephen A. Smith and overrated. He, he doesn't smell well. Okay. He doesn't stink. He doesn't smell well. He's just, he's, he's a jag. He's oh, just here's another a guy. Abby Chin for number one media Absolute. star. Absolutely. Did you know there's an, a, a save Abby Chin? Yes, uh, I did. You, yes, you yes. did. I, I, I went Who down. Who do you think started it? I went down the, I went down the Twitter rabbit hole last night and I happened to see somebody comment to somebody else about the Celtics and, and the, and the name of their Twitter handle was save Abby Chin and they have a, Change.org yes. petition yes. for it. Your good friend Chad Finn wrote about it. Is that what, did he write about it? Yes. Oh, I didn't see that. I yeah. saw him write about Abby Jim, but I didn't see I was see Googling the, the Greg Dickerson, uh, save Greg Dickerson. Well, I, 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 I decided to, um, I, I, I wrote and followed up, save Willie May. So well, I'm, I, I'm going to start my own change.org petition, save Willie May, get him back as the sideline reporter, 
The did hell you, with Abby Did Jim. you share sideline duties with Willie May at no, one point? No, I stabbed him in the back. Oh, you no, did? Yeah, oh, you took over it. for him? I took over for him, yeah. Otherwise, yes. <laughs> otherwise stab him in the back, yes. Did, yes, did, yes. Does, he, does he hate you like you hate Abby Chin? Uh, is that how if, it works? If he does, he's never let me know it and he's never showed it, but it is distinctly possible that he, <laughs> that for a while there he did hate me. And I don't hate Abby Chin. She hates me. I don't hate her. Uh, she didn't fire me. Here's another nomination. Yes. Ordway, because he didn't have to listen to his voice all week. <laughs> that's a good. That's no, that replaces Draymond Green. Yeah. That replaces my guy. I like How about that this, the that's fill-ins, the, the, the iron-tough fill-ins at WEI? I don't know. No, that's not, that doesn't work. Nah, we'll, 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 we'll figure something. We'll figure we'll, something. We, 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 uh, it's, it's like the biggest part of the... It, to you is the most important part of the show. Well, and, and it's it's the last, last show, one, the last, and one. you're just blowing it off. I'm not blowing it off. I got to be honest with you. The media, it hasn't been great. No, it hasn't been a good week. No, it, it's been it's been good for I, stupid I got, stuff. I got but not one. for good. I got one. Okay. I got one. All right, yeah. all right. We'll do media stars in a half hour. Our special guest will join us next. Six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. It's the Bradfoe Show. One final time. Do we know? Before we take a break, Josh, I don't I I know you're only 22 and you don't know much about anything. I mean, I love the 22 year olds. Uh, it didn't happen in my lifetime. I don't know about it. Or, what? It happened in 1977. Uh, I wasn't born then. Why would I know something? Didn't happened? happen if I didn't see it. Exactly. If it didn't, if I wasn't born, so why you, would I you, know about? You know who he didn't know yesterday? Babe Ruth. No, he didn't know who Mike Dukakis was. Are you from here? No. Okay, that's okay. No, he's from Rhode Island. I mean, still, he, the guy ran for president. The guy was almost president. He didn't just run for right. president. No, he was yeah. almost president. I can, I can buy that. I can. You can? Yeah, I can. Can you? Thank can, you. Can you? Uh, who is the um, Who's the airport named after down in Rhode Island? T.F. Green. Yes, it's named after uh, the the terminal is named after somebody. It is named after one Terrence Frederick Green. That is absolutely incorrect. Bruce Sundlin, former governor of the state of Rhode Island. Here's the, here's the, so, ul- there you go. Here's the ultimate question. Yes. All right, so you're 22. Yes. You have a journalism degree from Rhode Island. Your That's, life is yeah. going you're, nowhere. You're from Rhode Island. Thank you. Yes. You're from Rhode Island. Where, where in Rhode Island? Westerly. Oh, per- okay. Oh, okay. okay. Better here. than Cranston. All right, here we go. Here we go. Ready? What sport did Pete Shepard excel in in high school? Oh, Don't even know who Pete Shepard oh! is. Oh! Oh! <laughs> Jesus Christ. How do I work with this guy? Oh, my God. Oh, go to break. Go to break. I can't stand it. Good God. Go to break. No, really. Go to break. No, really. Go to break. (laughs)